You're listening to Since You Didn't Ask, where Matthew and Andrew tackle questions you might not be asking, but might find helpful to answer. Questions about life answered through a biblical lens. Welcome to Since You Didn't Ask. I'm Matthew, and I'm here with Andrew. And our question for this episode is, could a Christian in good conscience watch a rated R movie? And we'll just kind of open it up in that way. And there's probably different ways we could phrase the question, but you get the idea. I will kick it off and just give a flat yes. They could. They could. All right. They could. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but why don't you go ahead and break down your... So, yeah, the reason I would say yes and the reason I would say could, um, I I think I got this distinction from Tim Challies a while back, but um, there are certain... uh, So you can depict, take violence as an example, and it is still pretend violence, but it's part of a story and that story might merit an R rating by whatever, you know, the governing body is, uh, or, or even the depiction of violence gets an R rating. And yet the, the nature of it being still pretend in a sense, um, real people aren't really dying uh, that, that impacts the question. Whereas when you get to an issue like nudity, a, a real person who is really nude, um, or, you know, pretending to engage in sexual acts or whatever. Um, those are, those are categorically different. Now, the one other thing I'll say, and then I'll let you, you jump in. Um, I do think the principle generally applies with some nuances that it's not the things that go into the body, but what comes out of a man that defiles him. And so, um, just seeing Wicked things is not inherently wicked. Um, it gets real tangled real quick after that, but sure, yeah. But that is the kind of the governing biblical principle on this discussion, largely. I, I think so. Do you? Um, I do. I I think that that is you know what what comes. There is the 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 concept of of what we ingest versus what what comes out of us. There is also the Philippians four eight. Um, of, well, on what's pure and good and right, right, and true. yeah. Um, and so it's: do we want to have our minds directed towards the things that God describes as are excellent and lovely and and pure and right, versus things that are clearly not, even if they might be okay? Um, so I think that there. I'm I, I, right now. I'm actually not making a value judgment on the question, but just trying to kind of lay out what are some of the biblical principles that we want to think about in addressing this. Um, maybe just to jump right to the practical side, um, I would just throw out that um, it has been a very, very long time since I've watched any movie um, that I didn't first read about it on a website called Kids in Mind. I don't okay. know if you're familiar with that at all or I, if people are. There are similar common sense is right. another one that I've seen. I, I'm familiar with it. I um, Kids in Mind. Oh, you, you like that one in particular. In particular, <laughs> um, because of the way that they break it down and it's geared for parents in what they're mm-hmm. going to expose their kids to. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to know what I'm exposing me to and mm-hmm. my family. And so, um, and, and and I think the reason I bring that up, one, it's just a practical, practical 
tool that tells you pretty accurately what you need to know before you're going to see any movie. Um, and they break it down into three categories, which you've kind of already alluded to, to a certain degree. Um, they break it down into um, sexual content, violence, and language. Okay. And um, I think that's, those, are, those are good kind of categories to think about when we think about a movie. And I don't want to get too hung up on the, the rating itself. Like, yeah, R, I hinted R rated. at that earlier. Like, yeah. Yeah, go on. Because I think that there are PG-13 or even PG movies that I'd say, you know what? Probably not a great idea to watch that movie. And there might be a rated R movie where I could be like, maybe that, would, that could be okay. But I think that there are um, there are uh, categories and um, uh, situations that are different, that the answer could be different in different situations, different categories, different even for different people. So that might be worth kind of breaking down. Maybe I need to explain that a little further. But before I do, does would you agree that maybe the, that, that the answer is not universal, even for a particular movie, like absolutely in certain settings or yeah. people, it could be okay with one than another. I completely agree. The more, the more we talk about this, the more I'm realizing there are so many layers, um, even to, I don't want to get us too far off track, but sometimes you'll get into something and realize like, ah, I don't want to watch this necessarily, but then you could go read like the Wikipedia summary and even just that shows reading versus seeing the way your neurology works is going to be different. And sure. I don't know, there's just layers and layers and layers. So, but go on. Yeah. Well, so you can, you can tell me where you want to, uh, to go with this, but I think we can break this down in a couple of different ways. I think that there are differences and I'll just speak personally on this, on how I would measure, um, content in a movie as it relates to language versus sexuality versus violence. Like I I'm going to look at each of those categories differently. So we okay. can talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe we want to just start with that then, you know, my, um, my tolerance level, and I'm going to speak very generically because there's a whole nother set of categories that also applies to this. Okay. So very generically, my tolerance level for sexual content is very, very low as in like not tolerated. Um, now there's a range of things on that, obviously from like a kissing scene to, yeah. um, all the way to uh, other extremes. And so where do you draw that line? Um, I'm actually not interested in like, I don't know that it's going to be super healthy or helpful for us to try to define that very specifically here. Okay. But I would say I'm, I would just say tolerance on that is, is very, very low. Okay. Um, violence on the other hand, for reasons that you've kind of already outlined, I have a pretty high tolerance on the violent side. Interesting. Um, even though the flood came because of violence. <laughs> yeah. But, but largely, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, no, but largely for the reasons you've already described. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, there's room for that. And, and it, a lot of it for me would come down to, um, the celebration of yeah. So, for example, in a in a Star Wars movie, watching a bunch of uh, stormtroopers get shot up, um, yeah, there is kind of a celebration of hey, we're killing all the bad guys in this way. But it is in it's in a a, a not real not um it, it's not given the weight of of anybody is is going to view that as as reality. There are other 
movies where it is very realistic, but it is serving a larger storyline and it, and the violence is not necessarily being celebrated. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think and there's sometimes a, there's a there's difference for the enjoyment of the violence itself, which is, I would say that would be a line for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I think if there's violence for the enjoyment of the violence and it's intended to be realistic, then yeah, I probably am not going to be as comfortable with that, but then you can move to, there's like war movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there's going to be inherent violence in that. And I'm, you know, I, I probably am going to have a little bit more tolerance for that. So of the three categories, the violence is the one I probably okay. am worried about the least, but yeah, there are, there are places where, where we should draw the line or I, I would draw the line. And then there's, um, and then there's the language. Um, and it's hard to talk about this one without getting into the other categories. Um, that I keep alluding to, and then Andrew's looking at me sideways. So I'll get to that no, in a minute. I'm just interested. So the, I would, I would just say with the language, it bleeds into the sexual content. Whereas if the language is specifically sexual in nature, I, oh, I, I, see. Okay. I don't want, I don't want to touch that. Okay. And, and all of this on the, I should, we should just outline. I think that there is just something for reasons you've alluded to. And then also just the way that the human psyche works that the exposure to sexual content stirs up things in humans that is not healthy. Okay. And so I want, uh, I, and in a way different than for most humans, than than make believe violence does. Okay. Um, I think that being exposed to sexual content can, can cause much more likely is going to cause somebody to have potentially um, inclinations in that area. Whereas watching a war movie that has violence in it is not as likely um, uh, for people to be stirring them up to want to go out and shoot up people. Okay. Now there are exceptions, obviously. Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, I don't disagree there at all. And I don't want to go down this road too far, but it would be interesting to talk about those comments you just made and then fitting them with the fact that we have the song of Solomon in the Bible and how that shapes the way we think about all right, so we'll come back. Yeah, we can, that I, maybe I actually another think time. we can come back to that. Okay, that actually fits. Um, but so, but on the on the language, so it's yeah. the, the sexual content language, um, again, low if any tolerance on that. On the other hand, um, other kinds of language we've done episodes on this. You can go back and listen to about profanity and so forth. If it's falling into more like what we call bathroom language, um. Depending on on if there are other values in the movie that I might um, say offset that in some way, I don't want to justify or excuse it, but I might have a little bit more tolerance for that that type of thing in certain settings. Um, but here's the other thing, and then I think this is where it's it's hard to go much further without getting into this category or this this category description. I think that there is a difference between watching a movie by yourself versus watching a movie with your spouse versus hmm. watching a movie with your family versus watching a movie with anybody outside of your family. And how I would apply those standards would be different in each one of those cases. In what direction? So first of all, not a big fan of watching a movie by yourself, although that happens a lot. And I would say like if I'm on a plane, sometimes on a long flight, I'll do that. Um, but in general, probably not as, uh, for something that's going to be, um, done frequently, 
probably not the healthiest, not the best most idea. Fruitful, yeah, yeah. yeah. For so for other reasons, right? Yeah. But that being said, putting that aside, um, I think that the content that you allow into your brain and through your eyes and your ears when you're by yourself, the standard should be higher. Um, it's too. It, it becomes too dangerous that you're you're consuming something by yourself that somebody else isn't isn't with you on. Yep. And I think that's problematic. Watching something with your spouse, and this might move into the Song of Solomon discussion a little bit. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. If it's just you and your wife, I have almost nothing to say about what you would, what, what you would choose to um, be okay, to, that, that the two of you would, would mutually agree upon is, is okay. Was, yeah. Um, hmm. uh, and I think that there should be, so I'm not saying anything goes. I'm just saying uh, that's between you and, and your wife or between a wife and her husband. And I am, I'm willing to give some, give some allowance to say, you know what, that's between the two of you and no one needs to, to know, no one needs to judge. That is, that go, falls within the, the parameters of you are a completely separate unit than the whole rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I'm okay with with um, letting you make those judgment calls as a couple with the, with the, um, with the caveat that that's, this is a couple that wants to honor the Lord and they yeah. want to pursue yeah. the Lord, but there's, there's room in that. And then we get to families, especially with younger kids. But I would say even today, we don't do this often, but we'll periodically do like a family movie night and watch something. First of all, I always check it out on kids in mind. Um, and, or I'm, I'm going to be pretty sensitive about what the content is that we're going to, um, watch as a family. However, especially with my kids being older, I might have a little bit more leeway on certain things, but if one of their friends was over, Hmm. then all of a sudden that changes. You'd be back to, interesting because I'm responsible for my family. I'm responsible for where they are at. And there might be a situation where some content comes up and this is within a certain, I mean, pretty tight parameters to begin with, but something could come up and I can talk about that with my family or I know where the, where they're at or how they're responding, or this can, this can lead to other types of discussions. And again, it's, it's, it's like the, the married couple, but it, it's just, it's a broader circle. I'm going to be tighter on that because I'm responsible for my kids in an even different kind of a way. Okay. But, um, it gets outside of my family and I, 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 I feel, a, um, a different responsibility there. And so I would translate that. So I'm speaking right now as a father, a head of a house, but the outside of your family applies, I think even to peers. Um, in, like friends, friends watching, watching yeah, yeah, a movie yeah. together. I think I would put this the same, I would encourage the same higher, standards, higher level of carefulness, high, higher level of carefulness. Yes. Okay. Because you don't have a responsibility for that other person and what you're consuming, I think matters. And maybe something comes up in, in content that maybe is not that big of a deal to you. And you just are assuming it's not going to be a big deal to the other person. But since they're not your kid, they're not your spouse, you're not going to, you don't have quite that. Even if you're close friends, it's not the same. You yeah. don't have the same opening for a discussion. And there could be content that's damaging, that's not help be helpful, that's unhealthy for the other person. And um, 
I, I don't want to be a part of that. Okay. So are you okay? I'm not going to go a huge left turn, but if you're, are you okay if we kind of yeah. go to the next? Yeah. So um, something that I feel like has come out in what you're saying, and um, I just read a really excellent book recently on kind of how Christians engage with art. It's called uh, The Liberated Imagination by Leland Riken. It's old. I have no idea if it's in print still. Um, but he talks about how two of the key things as believers is how a how a work of art, a movie, presents its worldview, what it produ- what it shows in a positive light or a negative light, and then our approval or disapproval of that thing. And so he actually makes a pretty good point that it, it's not it, we, we kind of need to not think of it in terms of I'm going to be contaminated if I hear a bad word or, you know, that, that I'm going to keep the evil out. The evil comes from within us. It's already in our heart. Um, we don't want to stir it up obviously. And that's maybe avoiding the sexual content and things like that. Um, but as Christians, uh, I, I guess maybe my little soapbox here would be, I think sometimes we tend to think in terms of, yeah, if I can, if I can keep the bad stuff out, that'll, I'll be holy, um, without realizing that it's much more about learning to approve what God approves, to hate what he hates. Um, and I think ultimately he He wants us to be people who are, I don't know if this is the right word, but um, morally mature, not just morally innocent, you know. Um, and that's not to say go watch, you know, pornographic TV shows. I, I, I tend more conservative in what I watch, but... Um, I don't know. Does that ring true with what you're saying, or am I getting too loose in how I'm saying that? No, I there is something that that rings true, and I think that's appropriate. Um, the The caveat is when we are entertained by that which right. opposes God, right. are we in some way giving an approval of that? And the reality is, virtually everything that we consume in media presents a worldview that is opposed to God. Yeah. And so in that sense, then I, you know, I can, I can respect, I'm not, I wouldn't advocate for, but I could respect somebody who says, you know, for me, abstinence from all, you know, enter, media entertainment. Um, now I do think for the reasons you just said that that's not necessarily, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't say that's the way it has to be. And I think there's room for some judgment and some wisdom, but I think that it's important that at the very least as believers, we are thinking critically about what we are consuming and what we're entertained by. Um, and we need to, we need to give that actual real thought as to, again, kind of the Philippians four, eight, uh, perspective. What am I, what am I consuming? Um, and giving consideration to that. Um, and and there's a there, the, the, we we come back to this is, goes much beyond just the should I watch a, or could I watch a rated R movie but should I watch movies in general and is that a good use of time and and and, and again I, I think for the reasons that you've that you were just outlining with the book that you've recently read I think that there's there's room for for believers to uh, to do that but not without thought. Like again, I yeah. think it. I think it calls for us. To, we at least need to give weight and consideration. We aren't to be flippant about it. We're not just to say I deserve to be entertained. Um, 
And so I was talking to one of the anchored people about this not too long ago, long ago, but you know, our family will, will watch, we'll, we'll watch a movie together uh, um, periodically. Um, and oftentimes it's, it becomes one of those things that is, it actually can be kind of a, a fun, just family hangout time. And you say, well, you're all just sitting there staring at a screen. Yes, but then you find that there's dialogue or references in the movie that seep into your family conversation. It becomes a fun reference point. And um, not that you have to have those things, but those can be healthy and helpful things just from um, relationships. Yeah. So I, I don't want to, I'm not going to say that that kind of stuff is, is definitionally bad, but I, I would, I would argue that there's, Christians need to give real thought to what they're consuming, the frequency of it, who with, um, where lines are drawn. And you're kind of saying this, but just to put it in different words, there's a huge difference between sitting down as a consumer to just eat up whatever's on the screen, giving it no thought versus a real thoughtful kind of engaging with, you know, this thing. And would you also, so like, uh, one of the things, um, I've been thinking about recently is like, can, can you have, let's say you have a movie or a TV show or any work of art that presents, like you said, a ultimately a, a non-Christian worldview, but resonates at points of the human experience that are like, yeah, that, that is accurate. Um, can you pull those out? Or do you even another aspect not to throw out too much, but is like, I, I really appreciate, I want to get yeah, maybe my wording here I need to be careful with, but I want to understand how unbelievers, what their experience of life is is like, or even the commonalities of life experience that we have. I think it's helpful to not be uh, naive to that as believers. It yeah, makes I us think, more effective. I think there can be a place for that. And I think that there is something to be said about, and this is why I want to be careful. There's something to be said about the appreciation of of art. Um. And a movie can be art, but that's where, and this is where, you know, I think my family even, they mock me about this. Like we'll be watching a movie or, or something and, and there'll be a scene that like, I'll think, Hey, you know what? Creatively, that was just super well-written. And we should notice that. I think. And my kids will, there'll be a scene like that. My kids will start muttering. Oh, that was really well written. Like oh, they just, gosh. they're just like mocking but me that about or that. The camera work or yeah, the, there's something that's it. just very well yeah. done about yeah. it. And I think that they're, yeah, that, we can appreciate the art in that. Um, and unfortunately, and this takes us into a whole different topic, which we don't need to go into, but the world is a lot better art than the church is these days. Um, <laughs> I would love to have that discussion at some point. Yeah. And, and, and I don't say that to say, okay, so we abandon the church and we just consume the world's art. No, but, no, no. Yeah. But there can be something that maybe, um, Maybe there can be inspiration. I don't want to like overdo yeah, it, but inspiration from, from how the world is doing art that can be turned and made into a, a more God honoring way. If God is way. the source of beauty, then there, yeah. at least in theory, we have the groundwork to produce beautiful things. And it is a little bit, it makes you wonder when you see, yeah, some of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, this has become kind of a rambling Sorry. episode, no, <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully there's some things that we've given that are, are helpful to think about. I think maybe the, to, if you're still listening um, after all of this, the, some of the things that might be helpful and practical, I would recommend one, think about any movies, TVs, TV shows that 
you are going to consume, get, at least be intentional in thinking it through. Number two, again, I mentioned, I don't, I'm, I'm not, this is not a paid advertisement, but you know, the kids in mind just does a really good job of outlining that. And that's a, one way that you can think about things ahead of time. Give consideration to also what's, um, what's the setting? Who are you watching um, content with? And, um, and, and, and make wise decisions about what, what's, what's going into your, into your mind and in your heart. Great. Well, thank you, Matthew. And thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. These are scattered.